Ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the payoff. The irresistible force meets the immovable object. This is Tom Healy, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Jeffrey Ryan. Jeff? And welcome to WrestleMania 3! Good job. Those are better events for you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I am excited, man. This is... Um, this is one, you and I've had this one on the list for a long Ooh, time. Ooh, right? you so, kidding me? Yeah, and so, uh, how can you not talk about it? And so, um, you know, it's just one of those that have to get into it, have to have a conversation about it. But, um, of course, to, you know, appreciate all of you tuning in once again, listening to the show. Hope you enjoy the road to WrestleMania, because, we you are, know, we're, we're going all yeah. WrestleMania all the time on the payoff, and, uh... Well, it's our show. We do whatever the hell we want, but we hope you enjoy it. It is. We are deep on the road at this point. We are getting closer and closer uh, every week. So uh, very exciting stuff. So uh, glad if you're not already subscribed to the show, make sure you're subscribed. You know, give us those good reviews, those five stars, wherever you can. Spread the word about the show. We always appreciate that. So, um, and then, uh, of course, that social media, at Payoff Pod, at at Payoff Jeff, at Payoff Tom. We're all over the place. So you know where to find us. We're, We're bringing you the good stuff. So. Um, kind of, you know, already getting into it, Tom, but Tom, why did you want to talk about this one? Do I even have to explain myself? No, you, you, you don't have to, but let them know at home anyways. So. I, I mean, this, this does not need an explanation. I mean, there's times where it's, Hey, it's really fun to cover this because I forgot how good this angle was, or it's an anniversary or dude, this is WrestleMania. This is what put WrestleMania on the map. It's Hogan. It's Andre. It's as iconic as WrestleMania and pro wrestling gets. So this is like a no-brainer for us to cover, and I'm so glad that we are. What about you? Yeah, same thing. Whenever, you know, use it in everyday life or from time to time, but like the, you know, immovable force and uh, or resist- irresistible force and immovable object. Like, you know, this is what that was. And in this moment, and these guys are the absolute pinnacle of their career in a lot of ways like how can you not talk about it and just like so just such a presence with both these guys even surrounded by 90,000 plus absolutely worth it so ready for the build let's do it let's get to the build oh it's time for the build all right it's wrestlemania 3 Pontiac, Michigan, Pontiac Silverdome. A few conflicting reports as to how many people are there, but let's just go with 93,173. We'll never know. Doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? You know, Meltzer will go to his grave saying there were 70,000 in the building or whatever. Who cares? You know what? There were a ton of people. It was an awesome show. Let's not be sour about the product. God, he is just like your annoying, like, nephew that well actually there were only like shut the fuck up so march 29th 1987 dude i mean this was just awesome 
Um, you know, what's interesting about this is they didn't, it's not like this was something where six months prior to the event, they were like, here's the main event, tickets are on sale. This all happened relatively close, which is kind of crazy. Um, it was a big show. There was a big card. There was a lot that happened, 12 matches. Um, obviously on the undercard, we had one of the greatest matches of all time that I look forward to covering hint, hint, maybe soon, uh, which is Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage for the Intercontinental title. Um, a lot happening on the show. Many of these wrestlers uh, say this was their favorite night or one of their favorite nights in the business because of how awesome that crowd was. No one had ever seen anything like this, right? There there was nothing to compare this to. Uh, the, you know, Madison Square Garden or any of the places these people worked or, you know, having 30 or 40,000 in a, in a stadium. I mean, it's nothing compared to this. And so it's uh, it, it's a pretty special night for, for the folks that were on the show. And then obviously everything on this show built to the main event. The show itself was built around the main event, which is Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Jeff, as always, you walk us through the build, so let's hear it. How did we get to this ridiculously awesome main event? Yeah, a little bit of a back and forth here. and um, Like, you know, like most WrestleMania, like, you know, a pretty decent little build here. Um, and so what we had was it was actually started in January. Um, you had Andre going heel and turning and betraying his friend Hulk Hogan, of course. Um, this was actually, and a lot of this revolved around Piper's Pit. Uh, which it hasn't come up, I don't think, on this episode yet. But if, for those who are not familiar with it, Piper's Pit was... Um, really like an interview segment run by um, the uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. And so, you know, doing that, what do you do? You know, the best example would be like Alexa Bliss in the moment of bliss or um, something like that where, uh, you know, having the, um, you know, different people there. So a lot of this played out on that. Um, what you had was it started with, again, this is, uh, I think, is this two weeks in a row, Jack Tunney, that we're bringing up Jack Tunney? I believe so. Yes, so, yes. So, uh, Tom favorite, Jeff favorite, Jack Tunney. It was the perfect authority figure. So, he was. He actually presented Hulk a trophy uh, because he had been the champion for three years. Um, Andre got a trophy, be a little bit smaller, because he had been undefeated for four years or excuse me, undefeated for 15 years. Big difference there. So he hadn't lost. So you got these two different trophies. You got really just kind of clashing egos at this one. Um, you had Jesse Ventura also getting a little involved in this one at the time. Um, kind of, you know, stroking, stroking the flames a little bit, um, making sure that everybody knew that these guys hated each other, all that stuff. And so um, after back and forth for a little bit here, what you had was... Um, Andre, he eventually had a Piper's Pit. He came out onto the set with uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who was one of Hulk's also adversaries at that point, and kind of, you know, uh, playing the, the manager valet role perfectly at that point. Um, and so he had announced that he was Andre's manager. And then after this kind of back and forth and the trophies and them just kind of not being a fan of each other and um, kind of pushing each other a little bit, um, Andre challenged Hogan to the title match at WrestleMania three. And then in what was of course the big disgrace to Hogan, not only ripped off his 
uh, her his Hulkamania shirt. But uh, as we all know, Tom and you know Hogan at, at this time, like saying your prayers every night, taking your vitamins, ripped off the crucifix that Hogan wears, and so just the ultimate, uh, you know, just slap in the face at that point. So and cause blood, and cause blood. Yes, and so. That is how we got to this match, like Piper's Pit, a little bit of back and forth over a couple of weeks, so good stuff. But Tom, any other thoughts that you got? Let me say, if you haven't seen this, or it's been a while since you've seen this, go back and find it. Watch everything that led up to this match. It is so awesome. I mean, it is some of the best build for a match that you'll ever see in your life. You know, Andre wasn't a heel. Uh, Heenan was incredible as a manager and on the the mic. Hogan had never faced a challenge like this before. Piper added so much to those segments. Tunney was good in his role. Dude, it was incredible. So go back and watch this build. Um, Absolutely incredible. And guess what? It wasn't scripted by 40 writers uh, you know, on the Raw and SmackDown writing teams. It was, here's where we're going, go make it happen. And a lot of it was just organic, the facial reactions, some of the things that were said. I mean, all of it. It was just awesome, awesome stuff. So if you want to watch with Jeff and I, two hours and 43 minutes into WrestleMania three, um, it's right as the match is about to start. Hogan's music's still playing. Again, two hours, 43 minutes on the dot. So with that being said, it's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right, everybody, jumping right back into this. And so getting exciting. So we've got both men in the rings already kind of starting. Look Um, at this. Look at this. Place is going nuts. So you have fans throwing stuff in the ring, like, you know, just getting excited. Everyone's on their feet, as you can tell, too. Kind of the camera flash is happening as well, too. So here's the iconic image, really. So many people are used to, like, the two men just kind of toe-to-toe, like, face-to-face, chest-to-chest, just kind of staring at each other. Hogan jabbing a little bit there, like, kind of, you know, running his mouth. But Andre, nothing. Just standing there stoic, um, looking over. You see that little bit of Hulk out there, so... Um, yeah, just exciting, like telling the story in the ring, which is how it should be. This was the last WrestleMania with the old title belt. Winged Eagle is next year going for the slam. Boom. Andre on top of one, two, barely gets out. Yeah. Andre, Andre's insisting it was a three count. So this is interesting. So Tom, I know we had it in our notes. We talked about him briefly here. I'll kind of jump right in. You can see Bobby, Bobby the Brain on ringside now. Yes. Again, what are we feeling? Manager, commentary. I think just... Bobby Heenan was a very good manager, and I think he was a far better commentator. If I have my pick between him being ringside or him being on commentary, I'll take commentary every single day. He was incredible on commentary. I want to hear him talk for three hours, not standing at ringside. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I, I think and it sucks that, because he was a great manager, but if I have to choose, I want him commentating. Yeah, he belongs on the mic as far as I'm concerned. I don't. I think, you know, he set the bar for the heel kind of commentator and what it should be. I feel like Corey Graves isn't close. Like, 
You know, there's just no. Oh, God, come on. Like, you know, one of those. And even like, you know, we, we, talk, we haven't talked about it in a while, but when, a long time ago when you and I made our, our day trip and were able to visit and tour the performance center, um, I know we they, we did a little a quote house show or, you know, just a performance center show. And I was on commentary for some of the matches and I, I kind of played it up as the heel a little bit channeling Bobby the Brain. Like, that's who I think of when I think about commentary and, you know, who's being the bad guy. It was him. It was always him for me. And so I think he needs to be on the microphone. I mean, look, this is not going to be a, you know, spot fast match, but these guys were so over. Andre was just so big. I mean, you know, they, they have him on the edge of their seat and, you know, Andre just working him over and, and we're a couple minutes slam right there. We're a couple minutes in at this point. Fans are still throwing like paper and stuff into the ring because of just like how excited they are and what this match was. Because this was like this really. I feel like in a lot of ways put WrestleMania on the map too. Of course it did. And so like because these were the this were, there was nobody bigger than these two at this time. Like there were some people that may have had some name recognition, but. Like, in regards to, you know, being on TV and who they were, these two were it. Yeah, well, and remember, too, so WrestleMania won the big hoopla, Madison Square Garden. I mean, obviously, huge success. WrestleMania 2 was in those three cities. I mean, nothing good happened on the show. You had Bundy Hogan in a steel cage. You had the um, the Battle Royal that Andre won. You had the Mr. T. Piper boxing match that sucked. I mean, I couldn't even tell you anything else that really happened. Big John Stud, I can't even remember what year that was. I don't, it, nothing good though. I mean, it was really just kind of a blah show. So then they come back with this, with this incredible iconic main event and they put, you know, 103,000 in this building. Now, Jeff, have you ever been in this building before? Yes. And okay. So for, for what? Grew up. Uh, in, in How far did you grow up from here? This was probably about an hour, over an hour, maybe an hour and a half from where I grew up. How far outside um, Detroit is this? Very far, actually. That's what I thought. People okay. don't realize, like, you know, it was Detroit Lions, who are, you know, many a season here, uh, not winning a championship. Um, and so, but it was, like, same with Auburn Hills, which was at, where the Pistons play. Like, they, they were about 45 minutes from Detroit. They wow. weren't close. And so, yeah, they were, it was out there. And so, um, like, this, so this was a hike, and there, there was not much in Pontiac. And so, for people to come in like they did, this it was a big deal. Like it had so I was there once or twice for football games. Obviously, never for a wrestling event. Um, and so those are always at Joe Louis Arena, typically downtown Detroit. Um, and so yeah, but it was it was just very. There was nothing around it. It was a very open area, and then there was just the Silver Dome. It was there, and so like, but it really did set the stage for you know what needed to happen. So, you know, I, I was never in this building, but I went to the Dallas uh, WrestleMania at Jerry World. Even for a stadium show, even for like the, that building was just bigger. Yeah. There, and I, you know, you go on the floor of WrestleMania in Dallas and you're like, oh my God, I just can't believe how big this place is. Even more so than the other, you know, football yeah. stadium shows. I'm, I'm assuming this sh- building was kind of similar to that. Well, and when they did do WrestleMania Ford Field after they moved from Pontiac, like, I, I don't remember feeling that of, like, it was just this huge venue, big boot there by Andre, just put Hogan on his ass. Um, it, I, it just felt like, I think maybe I was kind of, you know, just too wrapped up in what was happening, but 
it just didn't feel like that. It didn't feel, and it wasn't. It's not as big a building, and so that's something. Well, in, in WrestleMania 23, the I, I I think at one point they were trying to get Hogan Big Show so they could do the slam there, yeah. and it never came about. In fact, I don't even think Hogan was on the show at all or even appeared. It wasn't. And uh, they did, like, Kane giving Great Khali a body slam, trying to, like, say it was similar. That was, it was so yeah, bad. And they had Aretha Franklin there, too. But it's a shame because it would have been really cool to see Hogan there. Yeah, that was how they did that was they flipped those kind of different ways and kind of how they did it. So, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, that I, and that I, until you said that, I didn't even remember that moment. Um, I just remember so much. That was the hair versus hair match. Yeah. Um, which, and it got a great buy rate, that show. And, you yeah. know, but it just, you know, and you had to uh, – and then that was when they were building the Triple H scene. Triple H got hurt, so Michaels got thrown into that match. Yep, and that was it too. So right now it's due to kind of catch you all up. Like Andre's been fairly dominant in the match to this point, and so he's got completely dominant. He's got Hogan in a bear lock or, or a bear, bear hug. Bear hug, excuse me. Um, the best way to put it, he's wrapped around uh, it's Hogan's waist. But Hogan's not the to, not the stiffest looking bear hug. But no, it's definitely not. But Hogan trying to get a little bit of action here, so. Um, just crazy for as big as Andre is, and he didn't even wear knee pads. Not that he was going on his ground on the ground that much, but still, you just think of some of the guys that would certainly need him. And he, like you can tell, like and I, you know, at like this point too, we know, like you know, now we know more now looking back on it, but like he had to be in so much pain, so much pain, pain. like. You know, they make no secret of that, of kind of how it played out and kind of how... And I don't think he medicated at all. I mean, he obviously drank a ton, but I mean, it's not like he was taking painkillers or anything. I mean, he was in so much pain. Yeah, absolutely. So still in this bear hug here. Just, Fans going nuts. So, 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 this is, we're starting to, now Hulk's starting to hook up a little bit. And so we're starting to get into the, the final act, the climax of the match a little bit here. Because as you might expect, this is not a long one. And so... Um, Tom, I, I see you've got it in kind of your notes here talking about, um, tickets. So do you want to, so yeah. So one of the things I want to talk about was if you could be front row for any wrestling match in history, what would it be and why? And I'm, I'm just hitting this with you right now. So it's not like we had a long time to think about this, but I'm just, I'm just curious and I'll, and I'll start because Part of me was saying, man, I don't know if there's anything I'd rather have attended that I didn't attend than this match. Like, if I could be front row for it, truly not know who's going to win, you know, be like in my height of Hulkamaniac fandom, my goodness, would this have been awesome. And certainly this entire show, but I mean, this match in particular. What what about you? I would, uh, like, if I had, like, you know, yeah, just carte blanche to do whatever I want to with, like, I would... I would actually prefer to be like to do a rumble versus a mania, which might sound a little odd. And that, you know, fans chime in and let us know. I think that like at least for like a front row experience, again, you'd be there. Now, at the same time, I think like a match like this, though, yeah, I you know to be there front row and not, you know not kind of know what's. There, I think there'd be certain people that I would want to see. I don't know. Like if I like the undertaker, especially I think being like kind of front row for something so he's like that. Tried to hit uh, Andre twice. Now he's going for a third shoulder block and boom, Andre hits him with the uh, chop block. The I mean, the chop. I mean yeah. how, how often do you think Andre was on his back? Probably not much. So few times. Yeah. So I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. No, but even him trying to get up is a lot. And so, you know, and so having no DDPY yoga back then. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that there would people be, people I'd want to see versus like so. 
there was an Undertaker match, I would want to be there for that. Um, I think, obviously, you know, you for a Shawn Michaels, and you'd want to be there for that. Uh, there's just certain people that I think, like, even, like, seeing, like, um, AJ or something nowadays, I think would be really cool. Um, you know, looking back on it, though, yeah, in history, some of those, like, edge matches, though, I think would have been, and it's great that he's back. TLC would have yeah, been a fun and, one to attend. I, I think of, like, the TLC and kind of being there for that. Um, I, I think even still, like, some of the, um, it, it's tough, because I think, especially in the big venues and again a couple weeks now here we've got exposed concrete on the outside yeah hogan trying to do a pile driver on andre on exposed concrete yeah right and then andre obviously flipping him over yeah not the not the best looking thing ever but you get the idea it's funny how small hogan looks and what is he like six six three hundred pounds or whatever right and he looks tiny Right now. Well, and this goes, we go back to, we talked about our four with the guard railing and them being right on top of everything and then not true guardrails either. Like, it is the metal slatted ring in their posts, yeah. So, so I came across something interesting in Mad Magazine. They had an article uh, about WrestleMania and they said, they were like, you know, one of the funniest things is, is that uh, Hulk Hogan, the immortal Hulk Hogan became the first man to ever body slam the seven foot four, 520 pound Andre the Giant before 93,000 fans to hand the big man the first loss of his career. It sets the all time record for the most lies in a single sentence. So, which is true. So we've got Hulk Hogan is not immortal, although he's great. Yep. Uh, he was not the first man to body slam Andre. There weren't 93,000 fans there. It wasn't his first loss of his career. <laughs> Otherwise, true. So we got Andre's on his back now. He's starting to slowly get up. Hogan hulking out. Um, and so... And, Here we go. Here we go. Body slam. Boom. Got him. And that wasn't even like the Lex Yoko hip toss. That was a body slam. Boom. Leg drop on top of him. One, two, three. Place goes freaking nuts. Place going berserk, not even playing music. Handing him the old belt. Jesse Ventura calling this like a sport is so good. Yeah. Hogan like looks like he's crying. Bob Uecker. Howard Fable standing next to him looking pissed off. Do you know who that referee is? I didn't even see it. It's Joey Morella, who's Gorilla Monsoon's son, uh, uh, tragically yes. passed away. Yeah. Um, I want to say mid-90s, if I'm not mistaken. But there he is, man. Place going nuts for Hulk Hogan. Incredible. So this is one where... We'll turn down a little bit here. The you know it, the story, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in the aftermath. Was um, of course with the slam, uh, Hogan has said since that pretty much when he did the fl- like kind of got him up off his feet, um, he said that like he could feel pretty much every muscle like in his side. Just he literally felt it like a ripping from the bone. Yeah, so, you know half of what he says is bullshit, so right? And so, but I'm sure it hurt like hell, Andre. 
Uh, that was interesting. A fan actually pushing Andre. A Andre bit. angry. Yeah. Heenan looks distraught. I mean, the visual of them going. I mean, look at this. The cinematography in this, for lack of a better term, is just incredible. I mean, look at that visual. This is before HD cameras. The building's not well lit. But some of the images from this match... Uh, like when Hogan first wins and rolls over, the body slam, the face-to-face, the beginning, Andre leaving on the card after, it's absolutely incredible. So let's jump into the aftermath. Oh, it's time Dude, for the awesome aftermath. Match. Jesse Ventura calling it like a damn sport. Look at the size of the giant. I just love it, man. There is nothing quite like this. Absolutely incredible. We still have Hulk Hogan posing in the ring. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Um, Jeff, get into the aftermath of this historic main event. Yeah, so this is one, um, of course, just absolutely gigantic. And so um, the the angle after this match was that, you know, Andre, um, well, to get getting ahead of myself at this point, that... um, These two actually, uh, they had a rematch that was one of the most watched wrestling matches pretty much ever. In history, sure. Numbers, it says 33 million. Saturday Night's Main Event. And so, kind of different thing. So, that was actually February 5th, 1988. And so, it was almost uh, practically a year after this match happened. Because they, they put him with DiBiase for SummerSlam, I believe. And there was a little bit of a storyline. And then line. they, yeah, they exactly. continued in the Survivor Series. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Hogan uh, lost via disqualification or counter or something. So I think Andre's team technically won. But then, you know, Hogan it beat all, everyone up afterwards. It was all home. super weird. So, yeah. But, of course, you had Andre, who was who ended Hogan's four-year run as the champ. This is, of course, a, a future episode that we're, we will get to it absolutely this was the uh twin hebners of earl and dave and so um and that one being counted out a little bit weird we actually had a brief conversation with uh, earl about that one and so yeah just kind of really fun but definitely a match that we will talk about in future but um at this time though you had um really andre and hogan putting wrestlemania on the map um really andre though like not in great health. We know the stories nowadays, like um, just really struggling a lot of times. There were some different um, matches that he was in over the years, some Survivor Series as well, um, kind of winning a match there. Um, some different things, too. Uh, you had with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, some things happening there. Um, just a, a lot of different things with these guys kind of being involved with each other. Um, Hogan, like, you know, as well, to. Uh, dealing with uh, one-man gang, just a lot of different things that and how it played out. Now, like Tom's alluded to a little bit here, you did have Ted DiBiase uh, at this time. What it was was um, it kind of working like um, some different angles with the belt and kind of – I don't want to get too much into that match where there was some, some weird stuff happening. But, of course, like Tom said, um, it was the case with him kind of getting involved in what happened there. So – um, eventually, too, you had uh, some different kind of uh, different matches. The following WrestleMania, uh, you had the belt was vacated, and so um, you had some different things with Macho Man, Ted DiBiase, just a, a, a lot of really random things here. Um, it was actually a couple of you know, quit wrestling. Andre did 
but uh, it was 1993 when he did eventually die from heart failure. Um, it was kind of a weird story because he was in town for his dad's funeral um, and died while he was there. And so um, just kind of a weird how this played out. But we know, uh, you know, the trajectory that Hogan uh, ended up on at this point and kind of what happened and lots of that story. But, um, you know, really good stuff either way. So, Tom, what thoughts do you have? Yeah, I'll, I'll get into more of my thoughts when I get my payoff score. Um, I, I wanted to share, I came across a couple interesting Vince McMahon quotes. And, you know, Vince doesn't talk much and isn't in public much. So when you come, come across some things that are candid comments to him, I always find them interesting. Um, in terms of convincing Andre to come back for this match, uh, Vince would say, Andre knew that he wasn't long for the world and he was hurting. He was really, really hurting, and I went over to visit with him. And Andre told me, I'm done, boss. When he said done, he meant not just wrestling. After this, I'm done. Basically, I'm going to die. He told me about his neck and his back and things of that nature and what it would take to have it fixed, but he was not interested at all. And when I spoke to him about, well, here's why I came over, because there's a building in Pontiac, Michigan that holds 93,000 people, and I think we could set up the promotion correctly, and I think it would sell out. Andre wanted to have a reason to live, not a reason to die. And he knew, wow. I could have a new lease on life if I could get through this operation. The allure of Hogan pulled Andre through. So this match almost didn't happen. Pretty crazy. Um, There was also another quote I I thought was interesting, too, um, regarding Andre resenting Vince a little bit when his career winded down. Vince would say, when his career was over, he had no value to himself. No longer am I going to be around the boys and socializing and things of that nature. I'm stuck here in North Carolina. And I was responsible for the fact that business was good and everybody was going on without him. Andre more or less wanted to blame me and resented me a bit because he knew that the business was going on without him. Andre resented that a bit too, that his time was up, damn it, and yet I was going to continue on. And sometimes it can even be a situation whereby, what? You used me. No longer when I was in Andre's presence was it a warm admiration that we had for each other. It wasn't there. Man, it's pretty powerful stuff because, you know, Vince is running a business. He gave this guy opportunities. He obviously paid him well. And it's not that Andre disliked Vince or felt like he was screwed. It's just it was probably tough for him to see the business continue without him. And he physically couldn't do anything about it. He couldn't travel, let alone wrestle. And uh, just just really tough. You know, aging's tough. But, man, I can't imagine the amount of pain that he was in because of his size and some of his challenges. So really sad stuff. Um, Obviously, if you haven't done so, or even if you've done so, but it's been a while, go watch that HBO documentary on Andre. It was really, really good. So Jeff, I'm going to have you go first. Payoff score. What do you have and why do you have it? I'll say too that these, this match predated uh, a lot of the reviews. And so that's why we don't have any true kind of full write up from the newsletter or the torch or anything like that. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to say like a six, six and a half, um, six and a half. I think that the match itself was not like great. I mean, it it was, you know, Hogan had two moves really. Um, you know, but I think that you can't underestimate like just how big the match was in its moment. And so, and I think playing it that way and kind of looking at it that way, I think six and a half, just because, um, you know, I, I'm 
judging that purely based on just kind of the in-ring kind of action. Um, of course, we could take kind of whatever we want into account, but I just think this is one that, yes, it absolutely is a big deal to wrestling history. It's one that I would tell anybody, go back, watch, don't miss it. Um, you kind of have to, absolutely, because of just how it holds up. But I, I can't give it kind of more than that just because it wasn't a great match. There wasn't, you know, a ton that kind of came after it, but it did set a very interesting kind of precedent and for kind of what it was. So six and a half for me. How about you, Tom? So do you know that, and, and again, it's not available um, in his archives that we use, uh, but do you know that Meltzer did give this a star rating? I did not. Obviously, I didn't. I couldn't find it. He gave this, and I'm I'm not making this up. Um, he gave it a minus four star rating and said it was the worst worked match of the year. Interesting. What do you think of that, Jeff? I I think in regards to in ring kind of quality, sure. I think the in ring storytelling, no. Um, I just Andre just he, he, it kind of you got to. What what were you expecting is the question. I know in my shoot job, I have to ask that a lot for some people that they're not happy or, you know, kind of something happening. It's like, well, what were your expectations anyways? Like, Andre wasn't about to be flying off the top rope. Like, that's not what Hogan did either. And so I think kind of, you know, keeping your expectations in check on this one is super important because, yeah, otherwise, yeah, you're going to think it's terrible. So I think that, I mean, that's just being shitty to be shitty. All right. So we found out today that Dave Meltzer has been a dirtbag for uh, over 30 years now. Here's what I think, all right? The build to this match was one of the best builds to a big match in history. Can't deny that, okay? I mean, again, maybe you didn't like it. I'm not saying it's a fact. I'm just telling you that, in my opinion, this is one of the best builds ever. Go back and take out your top WrestleMania matches of all time, the biggest matches of all time. Watch the builds. If this isn't the best, it's pretty darn close, okay? The fans are going nuts. The match, I mean, look, it's, I mean, Andre could barely move. I mean, it was it was not a good five-star uh, plunder, big spot, you know, skipping, jumping, top rope uh, stuff. But it was 12 minutes long. The fans loved it. They went nuts at the end. There was genuine shock that Andre lost and Hogan won, even though Hogan had been champ for a few years. There's iconic moments throughout the match, like the slam, like them facing off, like Andre pissed off being carted away after Hogan celebrating in the ring, people going nuts that, that I'll, I'll never forget the rest of my life. The aftermath to this, they continued for another year. You got the double Hebner uh, stuff, which was one of the coolest angles in the history of wrestling. So, Jeff, to me, this is about as good as professional wrestling gets, and I have my payoff at a 10. First 10 for you. Wow. This is my first 10. Shocking. This is just incredible. This is just iconic. We'll never forget it. In a lot of ways, in my mind at least, nothing will ever top this. It changed the trajectory of the company. It made Hulkamania 110% Hulkamania. It immortalized him, if you will. Um, 
it made Andre, you know, known to everyone. Um, and, and I don't know how much love there'd be for Andre if he hadn't come back and wrestled in this match and stuck around because a lot of fans would have never really seen him or known much about him. Dude, this to me is just absolutely fantastic. I love it. And uh, I, I got this thing overall when you factor in the crowd and the size of the event and the magnitude of it and the, the visuals from this and the fact that we're still talking about it and how that slam is so iconic. Man, this to me is professional wrestling. And again, my payoff score on this is a 10. I absolutely fucking love it. Look at you. All that's right. all I got. Look at, that's good stuff. And so that's exciting, though. It's the first 10 for you. I've given two out. So there you go. So, um, all right. Good stuff, everybody. As always, um, appreciate you guys kind of tuning in, listening, checking this out. This was just a fun one to watch. And even like, you know, go back. You know, watch it if you haven't. And even if it's a long time, it is a short one. It's worth it to check it out, kind of see what's going on. So, um, of course, subscribe if you aren't already. Give us those good those five stars. Um, spread the word about the show. At Payoff Pod, you can find us. Of course, too, uh, you want to reach, you know, kind of connect with Hogan. We've talked about it before. We just at Hulk Hogan on Twitter. Take some time, kind of reach out to him as well. Um, you know, kind of drop a line, of course. He's, as we've said before, very active on Twitter and very active in some storylines, too, recently. So um, always good stuff. So, um, you know, kind of with that, Tom, do you got some kind of, you know, you and me irresistible force, immovable object? You got some something to move here and send us home well? Well, you kind of stole my line. What I was oh going to say God, is, funny. Jeff, you are the immovable object to my irresistible oh my force. God. Put it on a Valentine's Day. Dun, dun. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, as always, for joining us on The Payoff.